Hello, everyone, and welcome to Concentrated, the podcast about all of the stuff that we find cool and interesting as nerds of color. I am your host, Maria, and I am here with my co-host, Eric. Good day. And the lovely Manira. Hey, guys. So we are back to debate the second round, i.e. the quarterfinals of our MCU Best Marvel Movie Tournament. But before we do, uh, Eric, you you got some news for us? Because it's it's time for you to do some news. Wow, why are you guys yelling at me? Um, you want to hear some fun news? And Manira sure. brought this up a little while ago um, as she said she was not interested in it at all. <clears throat> um, the Paw Patrol movie came out this uh, this weekend <laughs> and apparently it just absolutely decimated um, Hugh Jackman's new movie, Reminiscence. But uh, Free Guy remains number one at the box office. Uh, I've heard a lot of people talk about Reminiscence. I believe one of my friends referred to it as a snooze fest. Ooh. Yikes. It looks like it. So that's cute. It just looks like fake Inception. So I'm not wasting my time. Well, I've already from, seen this movie. It's from it had one Leo of the writers. in it. I'm good. Yeah, it's from one of the writers of uh, Westworld on HBO. And looking at some of it, it has like a lot of the cast of, of Westworld. Mm-hmm. So it's just Westworld part two? Okay. Kind of. It seems like something that they might have written up as a um, like another version, like maybe season four of Westworld, where we go into dreams instead of robots or whatever. <clears throat> and they were like, nope, no, we don't want to do that. So he's like, well, I'll make it myself. So. Nope. You probably should. Doesn't he have that other movie that's also like that, where the wife dies and there's a tree and I can't remember the name of the fucking movie. The Fountain. Yeah, that it's one. A, it's a Darren Aronofsky movie. Yeah. Okay, so we've literally seen this movie twice already. But Paw Patrol, though? Like, do we need to put that? Does Paw Patrol slap like that? Did I miss uh, something? Kids fucks with with Paw Patrol. Kids be kidding. You know how mm-hmm. I have to say, listen, when you see you, these little babies out ask... and they got their little Paw Patrol book, book, like little backpacks and shit and their little t-shirts, like them kids mu- mean mug you. Like, like they're learning police brutality early on Paw Patrol and they will fight you. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you ask anyone with a child under the age of six and they will probably, they would rather shoot themselves and watch another episode of Paw Patrol <laughs> with their kid. <laughs> Now they got to take them to the theater for this shit. Because <laughs> I think it's straight up theater. They're not like, you know, theater and HBO yeah. Max. No, they want their money. Bring your goddamn yeah, kids to the movie. I, I had no idea about this whole Paw Patrol thing. Thank God my kids are grown. And if it's anything like the Bob the Builder phase Pretty or much. the Frozen phase. Oh, that was so terrible. Paw Patrol is a little worse, though, because you're 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 letting your kids support the police. Like, don't let your kids mm-hmm. be the ops. Get out of here. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Next story. Uh, we got the news, uh, I believe, yesterday that Misha Green, former showrunner of um, our one of our personal favorites, uh, Lovecraft Country, is developing a Birds of Prey spinoff based around uh, Journey Smollett's character, Black Canary, from Birds of Prey. So she's going to star and it's going to be on HBO Max. Good for her. <laughs> I felt like right. her, her character was interesting, but she are you got... Are you excited about this video, though? Because, I mean, I'm sure she's excited about it because she's going to be working, but... I mean, I didn't ask for it. And, no. you know, one more black girl working with a black director. Why not? Why not? I didn't yeah. ask for it, you know. <sighs> I don't mind it. It could be good. Whatever again, DC wants to do. So, yeah, I was gonna say there's yeah. a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of DC projects that they're moving straight to HBO Max now. All right, I just gotta say it. Listen, I am all for supporting. I am down for the cause. Give me all the black girl magic on screen. But let's start from the very beginning. The character wasn't that interesting in the movie. In the movie, I, no, but she does have a very complex backstory. Which no, I would like she to does see expanded upon. Yeah, but are they going to expand upon it? Also, I'm 
I'm probably one of the few people on this podcast and in the community that's like, I can take or leave Journey Smollett. Like, I'm not a huge fan of her either way. So it's like, eh. And add to the fact that DC doesn't do a lot of things right any fucking way. And so if they either, and, and it's not always the writing. Sometimes it's just the investment that they put in a project. Like it seems like they underinvest on the projects they should invest more in and then overinvest on shit that nobody wants or needs. Yes, I'm talking about Zack Snyder. So all the way around, I'm like, meh, we'll see. I don't mind it. I mean, it's on HBO Max. I I don't have to watch it, so yeah, it's just it's, it's gonna be yeah. HBO Max. But see, but it's like you don't have to watch it, but also you feel like you kind of have to watch it because you know if it doesn't oh, get I, the support, you know I what never, I mean. I never have that that feeling. You know, I do what I want. <sighs> this is true. It's in your rules. We all have a copy. Maybe I need to just start adopting your rules because I always feel like obligated when these types of things happen that like I have to support that you say that, but you do what you want a lot too. So don't. No, wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. You do what you, you do do what you want a lot. (laughs) I know, but no, like, you know, no. And I don't, I don't say it as a bad thing. I say that like you earlier this year for new year's, you said that you would start doing what you want because life is short. And you have been, you have been doing things that you want. I, I'm not saying it as a bad thing. And I've yeah, no, no, but I'm trying to think about, no, no, no. Like in life, you're right. I'm going to do what I want and it's going to be what it is. But when I think about like the idea of supporting, I have still tried to like support projects that are primarily black or primarily POC. Like it's how I stumbled down the whole Ashley Garcia show that I fucking loved and then they canceled it any goddamn way because Netflix. I think the thing about it is is like I'll still watch it and I just hope it's not a waste of time because like Black Lightning is a perfect example. I had no interest in Black Lightning but I'm like yo it's like all black cast and it's a DC character like I've got to check this out and I ended up loving Black Lightning. You know what I mean? So it was a pleasant surprise that the show was actually pretty good. I need I need this to be a pleasant surprise because I don't think it's gonna be, and I think I that's like why I'm kind of bitching. You know what I, I mean? Like, no, I feel like it might because Misha and Journey have such a good chemistry already. They've done their project together, um, Lovecraft Country, so they know how each other work. Then also, I think that Journey really enjoys the character of Black Canary. Like in the Harley Quinn movie, I think that everyone that was cast enjoyed their character yeah. and loved yeah. their character. So she I, she went the extra nine and did a whole bunch of fight training and right. whatnot because that's their character is a raised fighter and like mm-hmm. she's supposed to be a badass and I know she did a lot of her own stunt work. Yeah. So she I didn't think, really I get much to do good. work with. Because I feel like they I feel like Journey cares about the character and Misha and Journey want to do a good job. Yeah. Does that, well, make that sense? And- No, it makes perfect sense. I hope you're right. No, no, listen. Yeah. With what you just said, I, de- I guess I didn't think, it from that, think about it from the perspective of how well they've already worked together. Although, you know, I had all types of problems with Journey on Lovecraft Country. And it's not that I, like, I don't hate her. Like, she did, um, oh, what is that anthology? Eric, you know the anthology I'm talking about. Um <sighs> What is it on Netflix? The one that Rupert Grint did too, where it's like the sci-fi one. I I want to say like the Black Room or something. What the fuck was it Black called? Mirror? Black Mirror. There it is. Her her Black Mirror episode is one of my favorite ones. But you know, I just I don't know. We'll see. All right, well, moving right along, now that I've finished bitching. Is it Black Mirror or is it The Twilight Zone? Oh, I'm sorry, not Black Mirror. It was The Twilight Zone. Okay, because I, I was like, well, what, what, no, but what Black Mirror episode was she in? No, 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 it was I The was Twilight Zone. Same, I was I'm like, sorry, it was, it was The Twilight Zone one where she got the coin mm-hmm. from the singer. Like, I thought that was a great episode. Yeah. And I really enjoyed her in that episode. But that's one of the few things that I've actually enjoyed her in since she was a kid on Full House. So we'll see. I don't mind her. I mean, we'll she's still she that was... child from Eve's, Eve's Bayou, Bayou that yeah. I love. So 
I'm a letter. I'm a letter cook. Still, still child. I loved her as a child actress because you're right. She was also great in *Eve's by You*. Um, and we'll see. Let's just leave it at that. We'll see. Well, how about this? Not every actor you're going to love them in everything that they do. Yeah, that's fair. So, I mean, I love Idris Elba and everything that he does, but no, no, you love Idris Elba. You love Idris Elba. Full stop. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> like, you can't do that. You love Idris Elba. All right. Fair enough. Next story, say, Eric. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not that. arguing you in that one. <laughs> no argument here. Yeah. Um, let's see. We already talked about. Sorry. We kind of went all the way off the rails on that one. Sorry. No, I was just trying to remember where I was because I got a bunch of tabs open. Um, the Marvel series coming up to Disney Plus, uh, Armor Wars. Um, they have hired their lead writer. Who is who's doing it? Uh, Yasir Lester. Why do I know that name, Eric? Uh, he did a lot of writing on um, Black Monday, so he gets to work with Don Cheadle again. Mm. Um, he's also a stand-up comedian and has been in a couple of other movies as well. Black Monday is hilarious. It is. I'm excited for it. Let's see what he does. Yeah, he's uh, he's also worked on writing on shows like uh, The Carmichael Show, uh, Girls. Which we'll we'll let him. I, I don't know how much of what he wrote actually got on there. We'll give him we a pass. Know. We're just going to pretend. Let's just yeah. ignore that. Speaking of armored characters, though, we also got the news this week that um, Riri Williams' character of Ironheart will show up in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. We don't know for how long or what in what context, but the character is supposed to make her debut in that film. Hopefully to do with something in like the ending of Black Panther where they were reaching out to um to uh kids and and like Wakanda STEM like that. Yeah. So hopefully it has something to do with that. I wish I would have been able to go to Wakanda STEM. Nope. You're not from Sorry Madam no. (laughs) Goddamn West Coast fuckers messing everything up. (laughs) You don't talk like just joking West Coast fans. We love the we love you so much. Ryan Coogler's not paying attention because you don't talk like E40. Pretty much. No, that's cool. All right, anything else? Uh, that is it, honestly. Um, some stuff continues to fall in the box office. We were t- Oh, that's what it was. We were talking about Birds of Prey and the reason they considered it a disappointment because it didn't do very well at the box office, even though it was very well uh, received by critics. Um, same goes now for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Um, even though critics and fans alike have praised it, it's not doing very well. Um, I think it's grossing something like 140 million worldwide, um, and in its what third week at the box office, it is at number six. Yeah, but here's the problem: HBO, you didn't do what Disney did, right? So if you're gonna give me, if you're gonna give it to me for free on this service, I pay ten bucks a month for. I'm gonna like we are the people who are like no like certain movies need to be seen on a big screen we're gonna go see it on the big screen but for the average person it's like well if I can get it for real for free at home I'm gonna watch it at home especially when it's completely free like Disney unless you have multiple people that are gonna watch something with you at home it makes more sense to go to the theater because 30 something dollars for a one-time show like Eric, like for you, or like for me and and Jay, that it's just us two, I'm not spending $30 to watch a, a movie at home when I can use my AMC stubs and go see it on a big screen and have the whole ass experience. Yeah. Well, I'm, I was going to say, there's a bunch of disappointments. Um, <laughs> brand new movies to the box office, including uh, Maggie Q's The Protégé, the Night House and Reminiscence are all very low in the top 10. Those are seven, eight, and nine. They, wow. The only thing they beat out in the top 10 is Black Widow that has been out for more than a month. Um, and they come just after the Suicide Squad, which is number six. Paw Patrol is at number two, so it did pretty well. Um, Fucking Paw Patrol. Speaking of other movies that are now being considered a disappointment and a bad disappointment. Um, so we may not see more of these. Um, you guys love him, Henry Golding. Snake I was going to say Snake Eyes. It has only made thirty-six million worldwide, and that was a big budget film. How though? I Where did they mess up? On, it wasn't on. I think marketing. Yeah, I would say because I feel like it wasn't marketed well. No. Um, which is sad. We went and supported it in theaters. Actually, hell, in my house, it got supported 
twice because I think I think Jace actually saw it twice in theaters using his AMC. Like <sighs> this makes me very sad. It was it was enjoyable, like for what it was. Yeah, and they were starting outside to build of the out accent this... issues. Like yeah. it was enjoyable. <laughs> they were starting to build out this new uh, this new GI Joe universe that could have been very good and a little yeah. bit more down to earth. Even though still very goofy, but again, it's a movie about ninjas with space rocks shooting fire at people and, you know, terrorist organizations that shoot lasers. But I was there for it and yeah. I would have watched another one. So that makes me really sad. That's unfortunate. Maybe they do the the smart route and take it to the small screen and maybe put it on like a like a premium cable service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd watch it. Yeah, I would too. Give it yeah. you know, something like the G.I. Joe show where every week they have a mission or whatever. But I want it to be from the same people that did this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't give me any more campy. Like that, I got the the right amount of campy in this movie. Yeah. yeah. But that that's all I got. Also, um, I just want to backtrack. We know that Riri Williams isn't from Compton. We were saying that she probably received one of the from one of the stem from Wakanda. Hoping yeah. that they like reached out to where she's from, Chicago. Oh yeah, thank you for yeah, no worries. Yeah, stop. Thank you for clarifying that because we all know that. But the last thing we want is something in the comments like Riri well, Williams is not from. Yeah. I I would like to see I'm not hopefully here for that shit. They keep uh, similar to her comics origin, where she kind of drops out of MIT for being too smart, yeah, and making her own Iron Man armor in a dorm. I would like to see something like that. But maybe they they like recruit her. Like, hey, Shuri needs a lab assistant or something or someone on a similar intellectual level. But she's technically smarter than Shuri, is she not? I think they're about the same. Shuri, depend, depending on who you talk to, the only confirmation that we have is that the smartest person in the MCU is, um, is Moon, Girl. Moon Girl. Yeah. yeah. She is smarter than Reed Richards and all of them. I'm wishing, I wish they would have already released the trailer for the cartoon. Oh, so she is getting an actual cartoon. She's getting a I'm cartoon, so yeah. Um, I know Lawrence Fishburne is producing and he's doing one of the voices. Um, I forgot who's playing the voice now. It was supposed to be the girl from um, from. Is he playing Black-ish. his character? Sorry, is he playing his character from Ant-Man and the Wasp? No. Oh. It's not going to be MCU related. It's going to be more along the, the veins of like Teen Titans Go where it's kind of a fun show. Okay. Yeah, I would love to I see I don't care what MCU, it is. Though. I'm here for it. It's a little harder to work Devil Dinosaur into the MCU, so... Maybe later we might find something. I mean, listen, multiverse bitches, we can have whatever we want. Yeah, even even if during <laughs> Doctor Strange we see a flash of her just riding Devil Dinosaur, I was like, mm-hmm. boom, I'm good. All right. Yep, yep. That's that's all I need in my life. All right. Well, as I stated before, we're we are here to basically debate and decide the quarterfinals of our MCU tournament to crown the best Marvel movie through phases one. And one through through phases one through three. So just in case you you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, here's a refresher from the previous battle so that you know who is actually going to be participating in the quarterfinals. So in the first matchup, the victor was Avengers Endgame. In the second, Captain America Civil War. In the third, Ant-Man and the Wasp. In the fourth, Doctor Strange. In the fifth, which I think surprised everybody, was The Incredible Hulk. In the sixth, Black Panther. In the seventh, Thor Ragnarok. In the eighth, in the eighth, not in the eight. In the eighth, it was Iron Man 3. In the ninth, it was the original Ant-Man. The tenth was Avengers Infinity War. The eleventh was Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And then rounding out the quarterfinals in the 12th spot was Captain America Winter Soldier, which had a bye in the first round. So if you in case you missed it, um that the first round got pretty spicy. <laughs> I'm I'm very, very curious to see what happens in this second round in these quarterfinals. I but I think okay. I think that the best thing to do is just jump in it. So the first matchup of the quarterfinals is Avengers Endgame versus Captain America Civil War. Manira, I am going to start with you on your vote. Uh, and be well, wait, hold on. Before I calculate your, 
calculate your vote. Uh, for our listeners, the way that this works is that Eric and Manera will both give their votes. And then my vote is replaced with the fan vote, which we got from polls and questions on Instagram and Facebook, where you, our listeners, participated and told us which movies you felt should advance. Now, in the event of a tie, I will then determine the tiebreaker on the fan vote if we get one. Um, but otherwise, the fan vote is normally the tie-breaking vote for um the entire process. So with that, let's jump into this first matchup. Again, it's Avengers Endgame versus Captain America Civil War. And Manira, we are going to start with you. All right. So everybody knows that Endgame is amazing and mm -hmm. all that good stuff. But mm -hmm. Civil War is where we meet Spider-Man <laughs> and <laughs> where we meet Black Panther. And I mean, that scene with T'Challa after Bucky and Steve trying to stop T'Challa and Sam trying to help like that scene in the, um, in the underground, um, mm -hmm. that scene alone. And then the helicopter scene. Woo. And then, Am I going with Civil War? Yeah, why am I playing around? I'm going with Civil War. <laughs> I All think right, I'm, going, okay. I'm going to Civils. Sorry. All right, fair enough. Eric, what's your vote? <clears throat> I don't know. I kind of want to go Civil War as well because Spider-Man. I get. I sacrificed a Spider-Man so that you could have the best Spider-Man. Um, but again, I'm, I'm literally looking at an Endgame poster from where I'm sitting right now, and it just... So much epic shit happened to that, but mm -hmm. again, I know. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna go Civil War because at the same time, like, without introducing characters like Spider-Man, you wouldn't have got the the catharsis of Iron Man dying because yeah. he basically by meeting Peter Parker, he got you know something of a kid, and he got to feel responsible for this kid. And then when Parker died, it changed mm -hmm. the whole way. Um, the whole way that he thought about things, which is why he didn't want to join the fight in Endgame, um, you know, because he had Morgan now. And, you know, without having that responsibility of having, you know, lost a child, like he wouldn't have been so protective of his child. And then the the well, ability to in, bring, to hopefully bring him back. Even you know. in Civil War, like he put that child in the, like he risked that child's way. life. And yeah. then he noticed like, oh my God, like, he could have died. This child could have died in yeah. Civil War, and so the it kind of sixteen-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah. So, so we I'm, slowly got to see the little little bits of that. I like that as well. I know. I know the internet is going to disagree with me because again, Endgame is. I fucking, fucking disagree epic. with you guys. I'm so happy that um, I get to represent the fan vote here because I concur with our fans, who, by the way, voted. 88.9% of them for Endgame that you two motherfuckers are smoking crack right now. All right. Here is, here is what my thing is on this for. Yes. Civil War introduces you to all of these characters, blah, blah, blah. But by that logic, then only the origin movies should even be in the quarterfinal. And we know that's not true. So that's a, a, just broken like, logic in and of itself. Not and by my what, logic. What I tried to get all the doing? origin movies. Why do you think fucking Hulk is here? Ma'am, what we won't be doing is shaming us for our votes, though. Mm -hmm. We won't Listen, be doing that. And what, what you won't be doing we is silencing the masses who I agree with. Y'all got this wrong. But with that said. Uh, I was going to say, uh, the masses can be very wrong on their own. <laughs> Factual. Very I factual. I don't think they're wrong about this, though, because I, in fairness, I think all of your points about why this is a great movie are valid. Mm -hmm. Not going to take away from that. A, However, a person can be reasonable. People are dumb. However, I'm going to speak on behalf. I'm going to be the, the embodiment of the fans, and I'm going to give our listeners and fans credit that they are much smarter than the, the rest. Over here. 
that they are they are much better right. <laughs> fuck y'all that they are much better than the majority of the interwebs and say that part of the reason that I think the vote was so strong for Endgame was that at the end of the day it was the perfect culmination of everything that phases 1 through most of phases phase 3 uh, tried to accomplish. Yeah, no, we know about it. it was, we watched it a bunch of fucking times. It, me, it and, was me and my brother went and saw that little that little um, cash grab where they put just little just CG a hook in. Right. We know. We know. Listen, we know. I literally have it's the, a beautiful movie. I have the posters it is I love well executed. And, I've and, seen that movie in and I think it's a better I, I think know. it's a better movie than Civil War when you're looking at the entirety uh, of the movie, the amount of feels, the amount of action. It is a complete movie. I never felt that way about Civil War. I actually hate Civil War personally um, because well, say that then just say I'm I'm not voting for Civil War because I hate it. So well, Infinity War. Well, no, 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 no. But but I'm but. Right now, this is not my personal thing. I'm I'm speaking on behalf of the of our listeners that you I agree talk with. To them personally. You don't know them. Let me go find one and just ask them real quick. No, all, all jokes aside, though, I think that for a lot of people, just off the break, the fact that it was called Civil War and it wasn't actually Civil War, and they they pick and they picked and choose that. which components. It's a good movie. They it's pick and not all the movies. Yeah. True, but it's not a great movie. I honestly oh, do not I understand. I do not understand how you two, because I'm trying to sway one of your votes. Like, what is wrong with y'all? I cannot believe that y'all think Civil War is better than Endgame. This yeah. that bullshit right there. Well, I guess I guess fucking Civil War is moving on. Mm. Sorry. For our I listeners, it, was the, the, it also had Spider-Man. And to his point, that is like we got to see the beginnings of Spider-Man and Tony or Peter and Tony's, mm-hmm. you know, relationship. So and yeah, I, I, I mean, sacrificed to Spider-Man you already. Did. You but, did. But you get Spider-Man in Endgame and further down in Infinity War. So how are you no, sacrificing to Spider-Man? Adam, no. You don't get as much. You got, you get what I would would call a near perfect introduction to Spider-Man very much in the same way that the, the opening of the incredible Hulk, where they skip over the entire backstory that needed to be its own movie. Mm-hmm. They give it to you over the fucking opening credits and it's still great. They did yeah. it right. Doesn't have to be long. Just has to be better. Yeah. So you, you take it with you, Uatu, and we gaze across <laughs> the multiverse and we ask ourselves, what if? Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> yep. I mean, my head is about as big as his, so he's not—he's not all the way wrong. I am so sad right now. All right, moving Again, on. It's about Ugh. the journey, not the destination. If you go Whatever. from the very end, everything seems it's epic about because the journey it is and not the destination. We had a three-hour finale that justified all the things built up over twenty other movies. Yeah. So it seems, yeah, you you had dessert. Dessert is amazing, but you don't intri- you didn't appreciate the entree. The entree is right there. Like, bro, I was I was seared to perfection. It's talking Worcestershire sauce, all that shit. <laughs> so good, but you were like, oh, the creme brulee. Let's, I'm let's spitting in on. his food next right, time I cook for him. We'll just leave one. it at Come that. On. Second matchup. All right. So the second matchup we have. Ant-Man and the Wasp versus Doctor Strange. Eric, I am going to start with you. Who are you voting for? I don't I don't want to give you this, but I will give it to you because there's so much larger implications for Phase 4 going forward. I'm going to give you Doctor Strange. Also, I think it just looks ridiculously amazing. And this is one of the ones where, like, yes, yeah. there are implications further into the MCU, but on its own, like, it's not like Ant- the first Ant-Man where we had that that Falcon scene that kind of felt a little forced just to introduce yeah. him and Falcon as friends. Like, Doctor Strange on its own kind of just relies on its own as, like, he mentions things about, you know, like the events of the original Avengers and stuff like that. But we don't really meet anyone else from inside the MCU during the original Doctor Strange. Um, it isn't until like Thor Ragnarok where we see Doctor Strange's place in the MCU and stuff like that. So I feel like... As it's at its own, you could take Doctor Strange and take him out of the MCU, and it would still be a good movie. Um, yes. And again, it's just visually stunning. 
Um, I'm very excited for for where it goes. And I think this is one of the roles where it's like perfectly cast. Benedict Cumberbatch mm-hmm. is a weird fucking doctor and I, I appreciate them going so much into the backstory of him, like breaking his hands and all the surgeries and the the effort that he would take to try because he was a very vain person. Mm-hmm. He wanted to play God. So, you know, him basically having to build himself back up after a horrible accident. Um, I'm, I'm really into it. So I'm, yeah, I'm going he's, Dr. Strange on this one. He definitely is one of those. His origin story is a complete 180. So, yeah. All right, Manero. I'm going with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Of course you are. Um, please let the record show that the only reason she let Eric talk was because he chose what she wanted him to choose. Um, so anyway, come on, so give us, give what us your I'm going to do is give us, tell give you us your why reasoning. I'm choosing. Um, I'm choosing because I always enjoyed, while I don't enjoy the actress, I enjoy the way that she, the way that she brought um ah uh, shit now i can't remember janet her name after us huh janet van dyne. not janet van dyne um uh hope van dyne hope yes i enjoy the way that she portrays hope like hope has a chip on her shoulder because hope didn't really have mm-hmm. parents because right. her dad was trying to perfect his suit and perfect the situation of trying to find his wife So he was not a parent for Hope. So Hope basically raised herself. And I think that the actress really does show you what a child looks like who is trying to get the love of her. She's trying to find her own space, but also prove herself to her father. Because her parents were legitimate superheroes. Right. I should be a superhero. I can be like you guys. I enjoyed that. I also enjoy... um, I mean, I enjoy Ghost. They have like, a really good her... relationship. Like her yeah. and and um, and Michael Douglas have Douglas, really good chemistry yes. together. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I love that they like they showed how good Hope is as a superhero. Um, and like I said, I I bought a Ghost Funko because I enjoyed Ghost's backstory. I hope that she comes back. I hope that you know we put her in the MCU not as a villain but we use her her superpower i hope i hope that we see more of i say but ghost is always a villain though right but in this she wasn't really yeah not yeah exactly but i mean i'm talking about from the comic perspective yeah Yeah, but at the same time ghost was you know in the comics is kind of a a completely different character it's Mm kind of like what they did with taskmaster where they kind of made it a new character with the same name and same powers yeah i mean she could be an anti-hero yeah. She doesn't have to be a hero, but, you know, knows that but not just yeah, straight I can villain. help them. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, would I, would, like I would like to see her back in the third one. Maybe, like, maybe she's not a villain, but she's doing kind of mercenary work because of her power. She can face yeah. things. Maybe I she's become, that. like, a better version of Scott Lang, a better thief. Yeah. That maybe. would be good. All right. Listen, um, this is part of the reason that we have the fan vote. Uh, we've got a tie here between you two. And guess what? We had a tie within the fans, too. Literally. And you loved every bit of it. It was 50-50. Cool. Uh, fix, your, fix your fucking face, please. <laughs> yeah. But here's here's the thing that I would say. So, again, in a tie, I will be the tiebreaker on the fan vote. Um, I wish these two movies wouldn't have ended up against each other. Because, for me, I love them both. And I would have voted personally if i had a vote i would have voted for both of these on their own merits to move on against almost anything else on this list uh but they are up against each other and there is no way on this green earth that i would not be voting for my favorite character um dr strange to move on that said Manira, i think you brought up a lot of really great points ant-man and the wasp is a fantastic movie um the only thing that I didn't like about it was Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, but that's a complete aside. She, she's only in the movie for like six minutes. Yeah, I know. And I hated I hated her in the movie. I wish they would have picked somebody else to be his wife. But, of course, it's Michelle Pfeiffer. So there's that. Um, she was age appropriate. Yeah. She was age appropriate. I, I just – I didn't buy that them two made hope. Like, it's just it's, – it's a personal thing. I love that movie. If it's on, I'm never going to change it. Um, I think her and the actress, I cannot remember the actress who played Hope. I want to say Lost, but um, I don't want to, that's 
she's come so far from Austin. No, it's um, um Amelia is it with an E? Anyways, I think that Hope and um Janet, like Michelle and the actress, had really good chemistry, had very much the long like mother who finally That's fair. gets to see her baby yeah. like grown up. I liked that was it's I Evangeline that. Lily. Yes. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Also, I mean we, I, I thought with, it was great. With Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp, we have the the joy and gift the Marvel cinematic universe that is Luis. AKA oh, Michael Pena. He's <laughs> so great. Luis is the best. But he's not better than Wong. So Doctor Strange is moving on. No, yeah. I would I would literally watch uh, a 20 minute recap of the MCU phases one through three. Done by, by Luis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> get that on that, Ivy. Yeah, we're giving we're giving you gold here. And Captain right, America guys. was like, yo, let me get that hammer, son. Oh, I got your back. And then he him and Thanos was like, blah. <laughs> He was like, "Wow!" <laughs> All right. So on the on the basically the left side of the bracket, we now have our first two competitors, which will be uh, Captain America: Civil War and Doctor Strange. So let's finish out this side of the bracket with the third matchup, which is going to be the surprise. I guess this would be the the tournament darling so far. You know that uh that little school that took out one of the top seeds in the incredible Hulk. Let's see if it can do it again uh, because it is going up against the black Panther. Hey, Hey, you want to do this at the same time? (sighs) No, because I love the incredible Hulk, but at the same time, I feel like this is a, Oh, you like, gonna have to talk this one out. We already know the answer, but this is literally. Well, no, no, no. My, you guys have is, to. You guys no, have to vote. This, like I know the is, fan answer. This is of mice and men, and you're like, hey, just look at the look at the flowers, and you know, sorry, Bruce. It's like, like, we all know. It's Listen, it's Black you, Panther. You gonna have to talk to this the back out, of the or head. you know what it is, right? Yeah, we we know. <laughs> I wanted to give the Incredible Hulk a chance. The robots fucked me again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Like the, the, we're just blaming the robots here. The Black Panther is clearly the dark horse of this competition and go. is just trouncing the, the competition at mm-hmm. anyone that walks in its path. If it's, if gonna, the, it's gonna have a, it's say, gonna if have Black a Panther is not in the top two, I would be very surprised. Same. Especially after this week's what if like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Bruce, but you know, turn, yeah. turn, turn and look away. Bow. Blaine. I'll watch you whenever Green you brains come on. all over the streets. But yeah. <laughs> just just for the record, y'all, 100% of the fan vote was Black Panther. Shocker. And, and as a couple of people, they didn't even actually vote with words. You just got the Wakanda greeting. So you already knew what it was. I, I believe that uh, Courtney said flat out that if you didn't vote for Black Panther, you're just not black. It's anti-black she said if you don't she, vote for Black Panther. Yeah, she said what she said. We understand it. And apparently everybody listened. So that side of the bracket is going to be Civil War versus Doctor Strange versus Black Panther. Only one will emerge from that to move on to the finals. Y'all, let's we're gonna leave it there. Courtney said, right? We're gonna leave it right there and (laughs) move on. So, in the fourth matchup and the first on the other side of the bracket, we have Thor Ragnarok versus Iron Man three. So, Manira. We're going to start with you. Who you got? Ragnarok. I love oh. Hela. I love uh, Valkyrie. I love this Thor. Um, Bruce coming in and coming back down to like, yeah, no. Yeah, all of it. All of that. Yeah. Okay. I love I love us ending with Hela fighting to the death, but not really because, I mean, she's not going to die. Like, I love all of that. I love all of that. Yeah. I love Odin dying and the way that he died and the way that he left Loki and Thor and then Hela's reveal. Like, come on. Hela's fucking amazing. Let's She's amazing. All right. Eric, what is your vote? Yeah, no. Uh, if I have to choose between the three, between the two, fuck Iron Man 3. Um, I enjoy the works of Shane Black and I enjoy what he tried to do, but Taika Waititi like saved the Thor franchise. It's the only reason that he is the only one that's getting a fourth movie outside of Captain America, but it's a different Captain America. Like there's a reason behind this. The, the man has done no wrong. He, he soft rebooted a franchise and everyone loved it. 
Yeah. Like it's I, I so can't good. meet a single person that does that does not like Thor Ragnarok. And if you don't like Thor Ragnarok, maybe you're colorblind or something and you can't see all the amazing visuals going on. Right. Yeah. There right. has to be some <laughs> no a, a normal person would not not enjoy Ragnarok. Um, also He also with, saved um, the Incredible Hulk. Sorry. You know, mm-hmm. just in in kind of soft rebooting that character as well, because the last time we had seen him was in Age of Ultron, which that's one of the few decisions I enjoyed about Age of Ultron was, you know, him doing the the you know the whole thing where the the Hulk protects Banner, and they've done it several times in the comic where where Hulk will take over for a long time, but like they finally got it right here where they're you know they have a very dysfunctional relationship and they made a they made light of it, but it still works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Court got a shout out in this most recent What If? Yeah, the collector. Uh, the, yeah, he had his hand yeah. or a very right. talkative. Uh, what is it? Uh, Corvinites. And mm-hmm. so. If you like, and but everyone knew that, like, you didn't have to know that it was Korg. Everyone knows, everyone knows Korg. So, yeah, ev- yeah it's chef's kiss. Also, there's right. nowhere near as many quotable lines in Iron Man 3. Like, I can't tell you how many times a day I just at random will yell, piss off, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, literally, the fans agreed. Um, in a whopping 95.5% of the vote, yeah. uh, Thor Ragnarok will move on and currently say, what, like is one the... or two of y'all just really like cool Iron Man armors. <laughs> it's cool, was... but it's not worth the whole vote. <laughs> I was I was confused by it, but I'm not gonna judge our viewers and listeners, oh, and really I'm just gonna that leave it. Scene of Gwyn- Gwyneth Paltrow in her bra punching things. Don't like that. Not at all. All right, moving right along. Uh, next up is the first Ant-Man movie versus Avengers Infinity War. So, Eric, we are going to start with you. What you got? It's a tough one. I want to go Ant-Man, but I feel like if there ever was a, a downer to the universe and it works perfectly, I, I, I want to go Infinity War. Um, I feel like this, you know how we talked about the culmination being the ending. This was the, the, the lead up. This was like the drink that comes right before your steak arrives that pairs perfectly with that, that meal. And without that, that drink, without that beer, that perfectly, you know, that, that sommelier came out and gave you that perfect wine that matches it without it, the, the rest of the meal would be not very good. That's what infinity war is. This is where everyone meets up finally. Where the Guardians of the Galaxy meet the Avengers, where where Spider Man goes to space, where you know, this is this is that the the beginning of that culmination, and they they took their good time to get there, and then in the end they break your heart and you have to wait a whole year. Mm-hmm. So many of your favorites die, quote unquote. But like, yeah, it, it it's as much yeah, as they, I Brian K. Vond us with that one, yeah. As much as I love Ant-Man and I feel like it's a near perfect intro movie on its own. And it's the same thing with like um, with Doctor Strange, where it's a a near perfect origin movie because it could exist outside of the MCU, outside of a couple of small things. But like Infinity War is it's the buildup that we needed. So I'm going Infinity War plus Thanos finally arrives on the scene and wrecks shit for like two and a half hours straight. Yeah. All right. Manira? Yeah. I mean, we this got was, This was a tough decision, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got matchups. Because it was so good. It was. And yeah. again, I didn't want to go see that movie. And mm-hmm. people were like, nah, it's good. Like, it's good. St- stay in line. It's good. But we got matchups that we didn't think that we were going to get. Like, white people were in Wakanda. Like... And we should have won because of the matchups that we had. We should not have been beaten. But my God, when we were beaten, mm-hmm. we were killed. Mm-hmm. And it hurt. Mm-hmm. Walking out of that theater. Hurt we were in tears. Yeah, yeah, we were still sobbing and crying as we were walking yeah. out the theater. Hurt my feelings. Okoye watching T'Challa dust in front of her and her wail as other people are losing their people fucking captain america just Ugh. falling back and sitting down after yeah Bucky disappears in Disappearing. his arms and then like grew like rocket seeing grew and him going no oh no like 
It was perfect. Mm-hmm. Say, and then, of course, the the most obvious one, Peter Parker Peter, feeling yeah. it before yeah. because of his spider sense. Yeah. Oh and then God. just disappearing in wanna, Tony's arms. I don't, miss, I don't feel so good. Yeah. It's, it's Infinity War. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, our fans, funny enough, I think this one was a little bit tougher for our fans as well. Um, it went 77.8%, so still a majority, but not like some of the other majorities that we've seen with Infinity War. Um, And honestly, I don't think that that is a slight at Infinity War. Rather, it's a compliment to how good Ant-Man was. Yeah. Because, you know, it... Like, you would expect that Infinity War, Endgame, like, they would just go through just crushing everything. Um, And the Ant-Man movies were so good that they put up a a good fight. So, all right. Well, now let's find out who will be the last movie to move on to the semifinals. And so here we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 versus Captain America Winter Soldier. Now, for our listeners and viewers, Winter Soldier, we felt, well, we didn't feel because the uh, the way that the algorithm worked, it just worked out because we did random matching that Captain America got a buy in the first round as yeah, the odd, odd number films. movie. That said, though, we collectively felt pretty strongly that it is a good enough movie that it deserved the first round buy. So we weren't going to try to rerun it or anything like that. We let it ride. Um, and when we asked you our listeners and viewers, you guys agreed with us that it was a good enough movie that it deserved the first round by. So this is the first piece of competition that it gets. Hell of a draw. It uh, gets Guardians of the Galaxy to start, volume two. So, Manira, Yeah, you get to go first on this one, girl. Who do you, Who you got? I love that you gave so much exposition because I really needed more time. Um- <laughs> I love Guardians. You guys know it's my, it's my favorite out of the two. Mm-hmm. I love the family aspect. I've said it. I said it on a the million podcast times last week. I said it. You, you said know, it on Harold's when we right, were talking about the what Herald, if episode. Yep. Like it's my favorite. The family aspect and family is what you make it, but also family is what you have in your heart. Like, oh, but. Mama knows her baby. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, I don't even know why you're pretending you're not voting for, for Winter Soldier here. Like, because I want, I want Guardians to know I love it very much. But Mama's going to have to drown you because <laughs> there can be only one right here. And she, it, there can only be, Mama only has enough food for one baby. And it's not you, Guardians. It's, it's Winter Soldier. I would love to say that I am in some way, shape, or form shocked or surprised by this. I'm shocked and surprised it took you that long to get it out. I'm shocked and surprised that you even need to think about it. So kudos to you. But all right. So Winter Soldier is your vote. Eric, what is your vote here? It's Winter Soldier. (laughs) Okay. Um, So it's Winter Soldier. But right. <laughs> I, it was always going to be Winter Soldier. I have, If you've ever listened to an episode of this podcast, I still posit that after everything that I've said today, Winter Soldier is the best movie in the MCU to this yeah. day. To this day! Yeah. Um, one, without Winter Soldier, we wouldn't have gotten the Russo brothers introduced into the MCU making Marvel films. Without the Russo brothers, we wouldn't have Infinity War. We wouldn't have Endgame. We, we, you know, we wouldn't have all these amazing things. They, they took over, they took the reins from trash ass Joss Whedon and made the MCU what it is today because it was after, after age of Ultron, it was getting a little dicey there, but yeah, we got the Russo brothers. We got Chris Evans in the superior version of Captain America because yeah, the 1940s one is cute. Um, and we even get some some nods to that with him getting the old costume back for a little bit. We get Stan Lee, um, you know, as the 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 guard at the Smithsonian. It has all the elements of a perfect spy film. It has all the elements of an over the top CG filled action movie with superheroes. 
And at the same time, it also has heart. It has character development. We meet Sam Wilson. We learn that he is a, a vet and that he is, you know, he's trying to help other vets that are, you know, trying to readjust to being home. We actually get some character development out of Black Widow for once. She has a whole ass storyline. You actually care about her for once. We learn that her and like we we also find out that her and Cap could prove that you can have a platonic work relationship amongst men and women because mm -hmm. at no point did they like really hit on each other. She kissed him and he thought it was weird, but apparently she's not his type. But the, the whole movie works. It works the best. It's well written. It's well directed. Um, and it had so many more implications, not to mention the entire Hydra switch thing that changed everything, even down to the shows age of agents of shield aired the week yeah. after it came out and it changed the whole concept the of the show. That. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was always going to be winter soldier for me, not to mention the score of winter soldier is one of the best uh, in all of the MCU. And once it comes out, when once Mondo re uh, releases it on vinyl, I will buy it in a heartbeat because that, that crescendo, that fucking Captain America theme mm -hmm. that they came up with, like it, it hits on every level for me. So yeah, Winter Soldier. Sorry, Baby Groot, you were cute, but you, you know you're not badass. You're not Captain America taking down a plane by himself on a motorcycle and and keeping it moving. No. All right. Well, with that, our viewers and listeners sort of agreed with you. Uh, technically, this ended in a tie between Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and Winter and Winter Soldier, Captain America Winter Soldier. I have to break this tie before I say anything. I want to start by saying that I was super shocked that there was a tie. I assumed that Winter Soldier would just basically wipe the floor with Guardians Volume 2. Um, and not that I wanted that, but that's just what I expected would happen because it's, I... It's, it's one of those crazy things about the MCU where there's so many genres within the superhero mm -hmm. genre that some people will feel completely different from me and hate Captain America Winter Soldier because it's not their thing. Whereas maybe they want something a little bit more colorful. Maybe they want something that seems like a family or a group of misfits. You get all of that in Guardians mm -hmm. and it's done really well. So it's it's very hard to tell people what to like when it comes to the MCU because there's a little bit of something for everyone. For everybody. And and so with that, I I gotta go with my heart here. Um and to break the tie on the fan vote, it doesn't make a difference, but I am gonna vote for Guardians. I think that for the second movie to further push a group in the in the into the MCU that a lot of people were not super familiar with from the comics and make us love them that much more and to like everything that Manira said about the family building bringing Kurt Russell into the MCU in the way that he did in in the way that they did like that alone was worth the price of admission um it was just, and then you have, you know, Yandu sacrificing himself for Peter Quill. Like there's so much about this movie that I love. And to Eric's point, it's a completely tonally, it's completely a different movie. But I think that that's part of the reason that I completely enjoyed it because up until the point where Guardians got introduced, a lot of the MCU movies kind of felt the same or, or that they were like the similar uh, genre and I felt like Guardians really finally started to give us something completely different and now we're seeing more of that different right like Shang-Chi is going to be really different the Eternals look like looks like it's going to be beautiful it's going to probably be totally totally different from everything else that we've seen um, whereas like with Winter Soldier well pretty much all of the Captain America movies kind of have that same tone you also got a little bit of that same tone with um, Black Panther you get a little bit of that same tone with the Iron Man movies like it's just different so it doesn't matter Winter Soldier moves on it's in the place that I think we all assume that it would be which would be heading into the semis and possibly the finals um but yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, just know you're number one in my heart. In my heart, man. <laughs> Y'all seem so unfazed. Like, bitch, get out of here. Number one in the get trash, motherfucker. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here with that shit. All right. Um, no, like said, so, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It really it's just, is. It really the, is. Again, 
blame the Ultron, blame Ultron and the algorithm because they fucked it for you. Yeah, had it been Guardians two versus the Incredible Hulk, I might have I might have had a little bit of leeway, but I would have given it to Guardians. But nah, not not against Winter Soldier, not not against my bright beautiful boy Captain America and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> the shiniest of shiny white men, boy. Mm-hmm. I'm Just literally looking at the shield over here. <laughs> yeah. Next next to, to your latest purchase, your Thanos sword. Yep. Oh, my gosh. All right, guys. So with that, this is what will happen. Next week, we will have Civil War going against Doctor Strange and Black Panther to decide one of the finalists. And then we will have Thor Ragnarok going up against Infinity War and Winter Soldier to decide the other finalist. Oof. We will start voting on Tuesday for the fans. Vote accordingly. <laughs> Eric and Manira, Godspeed on figuring out who the fuck you're going to vote for because I don't see any clear cut path to the finals here for anything. I think you guys are going to actually there's, have to give these some maybe thought. two of these that would give me some real issues. No, baby. it's We have to do between the three i know right so out of yeah out, out of the six out of the we, three we leave three, with two, two right yeah, and then two yeah. leave are, with two yeah i got my two i'm yeah, also I'm, black i'm willing yes to we understand <laughs> that you are gonna have black panther versus winter soldier but then you got to pick a one and let's see what you do there if you do that so um have fun. i've already i've already made my piece so get ready <laughs> All right, guys. Well, with that, like we said, let us know your thoughts on how the quarterfinals shook out. We will be posting an updated uh, bracket uh, probably today or tomorrow. This post, this episode will post on Monday. So when I say today or tomorrow, we'll either be um, we'll probably post the updated bracket on Tuesday before we open up voting. Um, and then go from there. So make sure that you vote, vote early. I would say often, but we really do want to try to do what we've been doing, which is keep it to one vote a person. And that's, that's worked out pretty well. Um, and so with that, before we continue, Manir, did you have any grab bag stuff or anything that you wanted to, to touch on before we move up, we move on? No, should I? No, no, no. I didn't think we did. I was just asking you. No. There was a lot of chatter, I think. There um, was a lot of chatter. People felt some kind of way about these choices, and I loved it. Um, So, you know, again. We appreciate that chatter. Like, you know. That's the whole point, right? (laughs) To have the conversation. So we do want to give you guys a couple of production notes um, or production news before we wrap this up. Uh, First and foremost, we finished the first season of the Disney Plus series, The Bad Batch. That episode should be dropping this week where we just talk about what's going on. And then we will be taking a Bad Batch hiatus until the month of September um, when Star Wars Visions drops. And once that drops on September 22nd, the ba- um, not the Bad Batch, I'm sorry, the uh, the Imperial Dispatch, I can't speak now. The Imperial Dispatch will be back to talk about Star Wars Visions. On Cup and Saucer, Courtney will be bringing you guys home with the last two episodes of Netflix's series Retribution. And then finally, on Heralds of the MCU, we are back with the, with the Disney Plus new Marvel series What If. Our first episode, which is dropping this week as well, also covers Captain Carter, um, the first episode, which is Captain Carter, and then the second episode, which is uh, T'Challa as Star-Lord. So make sure that you check all of that out. We'll also obviously be posting reminders. And we want to know what you think about all of this. So make sure that you are reaching out to us and letting us know. Now, as always, if you like this episode, rate it, drop a review, and subscribe to the podcast. Also, tell your friends. We would love for more people to be listening to the show and also engaging us and engaging our thoughts. Like, you know, tell if you, tell us if you think we're dead ass wrong about anything that we're saying. Um, you can also send us questions or feedback at our email address, which is concentratedpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can drop us a message on our Facebook page, which is uh, just Concentrated Podcast. For those of you that are more visual than, visual than audio, make sure that you check out our YouTube channel this week. We're going to have, we've actually been posting a couple of um, videos that are 
basically YouTube ex- exclusive content. We've done some anime conversations. We're going to have um, kind of some highlights and some interviews from Awesome Con. And this week, we're actually going to be uh, talking about season five of My Hero. And we're going to have some fans on. So definitely make sure that you check out the YouTube channel as well, which is just Concentrated Podcast. And then lastly, make sure that you're following us on Twitter and Instagram for episode drops, updates, reminders on episodes, polls, all of those good things. Our handle on both is at Concentrated Pod. And then lastly, you can always leave us a voicemail with your thoughts and we will air them on air. Uh, the phone number is 301-531-4393. Again, that's 301-531-4393. That is it for this week. I'm so happy that no blood was shed. I'm proud of y'all. I'm proud of y'all. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> well, fuck you. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Peace.